Stop. Welcome to Yes Mother, a podcast where we cover the a show Bates Motel. Today we are doing our season four kind of final wrap-up thoughts on the season as a whole. I'm Sue. I'm Em. And I'm Kat. Are we doing separate Normero scenes? I have separate Normero scenes. I wrote down a cut. I don't think I have five. I do. <laughs> I didn't do any. Okay. Specifically Normero scenes. I love them all, but I didn't. I didn't write any of them down. So you guys just go. Okay. How many do you have, Sue? Um, one, two. Three, four. I guess I have four. Okay, so I'll do five and four. Okay. My number five is the marry me scene when Norma goes over to his house. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just not having any of it. <laughs> and it's like six in the morning. <laughs> and he won't let her in. <laughs> and she's so cash about it. And it's like, I know you're attracted to me. We can have sex. <laughs> I don't know what she says. <laughs> Oh, he just rolls his eyes. I'll sleep with you. Yeah. He's <laughs> so offended. <laughs> That's what she's saying. Like, you're not doing anything anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then when he turned her down, she's like, it's fine. No, no. It's all good. <laughs> this is all good. You're Let's attractive. forget it ever happened. <laughs> you're attractive. You'll find someone else. Yeah, I will. I will. I will. <laughs> like she went over to borrow a cup of sugar and he didn't have any. <laughs> <laughs> and then my number four is not as funny. It's uh, Romero visiting Norm at the morgue uh, to turn things all the way around. That is... Oh, man. I just sob every time I see uh, that. So heartbreaking. So sad. When he and puts the ring back on her finger and he comes in to the morgue with like very red eyes, like yeah, oh, yeah. He's had his breakdown because he's been pretty stoic for ever since she died. It seemed mm-hmm. he's just had to hold it together and he had some business to do. And then he just has to go see her and he has to go see her. Cause you can just tell by his eyes that he's had his breakdown. Yeah. And that's what he needs to do. He's probably holding that ring and breaking down. And then he goes and has to say some things to her and put the ring back on. And probably make, try and make peace with her body that he didn't save her. Yeah. yeah. And I love how that's the reason he took the ring from the detective lady not just to keep it, but to give it back to her. Yeah. Because uh, he was just like, this is mine. 
that is not letter evidence. Is evidence. The letter is. This is not. Yeah. Do not cross me about this. <laughs> <laughs> End of discussion. <laughs> yeah, so sad. What's your number four? My number four is when he comes, it's later in the day after she proposed to him and he comes to check on her. And she's like, I think she had been giving Norman a haircut and he'd been saying some weird things. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But she comes to the door and it's Romero and she's like, what? You know, and he's like, I just wanted to check on you. You know, you came to to my house this morning and asked me to marry you. And she like puts her finger out to her lips like, you know, this is my number two. I love it so much. He like brings it up and she's like, oh, shh. Yeah, I was like, let's not talk about that. I just love that reaction. The putting her finger up to her lips like, be quiet. Let's not. That never happened. I've already absolutely. <laughs> Rinse like, that off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just love that. And I love his I'm sorry whisper. He like says I'm sorry and he just kind of whispers it. And then in that same scene he kind of I think he realizes that things are bad and very real. At that point, because that's where he turns, he goes directly to his house and directly to Pineview. Right. You know, and he asks her if she's afraid of being alone with him. And Norma has just enough of a pause. Yeah. Yeah. And then she just kind of looks him in the eye and is like, no. Well, yeah. Of course not. And he just, he knows when she's lying, because mm-hmm. that is exactly where they were when, in season three... When he wants her to tell her the truth, tell him the truth about Sam, how Sam died. Oh, gosh, that's such a good scene. You know, I've totally forgotten about that in season three. So, so he good. just, oh, he just knows when she's lying to him. Mm-hmm. That's just got to be such a. Oh, I'm just. That's just got to be happening to so many people in the world where you know that your sister or your friend is just in a horrible yeah marriage domestic and, abuse. Yeah, and you just, you want to do something and they won't let you, you know? Yeah. Ugh. Well, I thought about abuse victims a lot during watching this rewatch. Mm-hmm. Because she's been an abuse victim her whole life. And it's just, I don't know, I was just watching the way she reacts to things as an abuse victim. Mm-hmm. Yep. Full of excuses for the other person. Yep, full of rationalizations. Rationalizations. Blind excuses. eyes. Lots yep. of blind eyes. <laughs> yep, and just, he's just in a bad spot where he loves her and she loves him. But he just can't. He doesn't have a chance. He just He can't. had a chance when Norman was out of the picture for a little while, but he does not have a chance when Norman's when, yeah. around. Yeah. 
<clears throat> yeah, that's my number two. What's your number three? Um, Romero saying he's a unicorn in the people <laughs> origin. <laughs> yeah, I love that scene for a lot of reasons, that's but one of two. them <laughs> is when he says he's a unicorn, he had a look on his face that he was going to drop a bomb on her. Well, basically, that's right after the tree lot. And so he Mm -hmm. comes, she obviously called and probably said, come over, I did it or something. Right. Because that was was kind of a, you need to choose kind of a thing. Right. So she chose him. And so he comes over and he's had a day. He's had a day with Rebecca and all of that. So she had had a horrible day. And he came over, and he just had a look on his face that he was going to drop a bomb on her, and it's just like, ugh. Instead, he says he's a unicorn (laughs) and makes her laugh, and I just want to thank him for making her laugh. Mm -hmm. It was such a cute little scene. It was. And she needed it. They just needed lightness. Yeah, but in the midst of it, her son is creating a people. Oh. I know. <laughs> I just love how she's like, "Did you just say you're a unicorn?" And he's like, "No." What? <laughs> like a couple tries to get it out. It's very cute. It's so cute. Yeah. And the people origin—you cannot put a price on that. I know. I know. I know. Love it. That's great. Yeah, that was actually my number two. Okay, my number so three. Oh, you have a number three still. Is uh, the movie and him walking up to her and saying and kissing her and then saying it's not a movie. Don't screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. It's so. We've already talked discussed it just how sad it is on hindsight you know yeah for some reason i put that in my quote section not my scenes oh but it'll come back that is amazing yes i just think it's such a cute scene because you know there it's the morning and he's going off to work and she's talking about how great it is and he tells her not to screw it up. I love it. <laughs> he love just it. knows her so well. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What's your number two? Uh, my number two was Romero on the porch. Oh, that's right. And my number two was the I'm a Unicorn. Yeah. What's so your- my number one is Romero walking in... While she's singing Zing with the Strings of My Heart. Oh, yeah. I love it because it, he like, um, it reminds me of The Last Supper last season when he walks in on her and Caleb singing at the piano and he just has this kind of, I love her look on his face. Like, I want to be the guy that's at the piano with her. You know, that is his most longing time 
mm-hmm. thought for her mm-hmm. is around the Last Supper. That's when he admits that she's beautiful. Drunk Romero. Drunk Romero. Famous Drunk Romero. <laughs> which we have not gotten enough of. <laughs> we'll probably get some in season five. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make you drunk. <laughs> It'll be sad, angry drunk. <laughs> but um, so not only do we get that, that he gets to be the one at the piano with her while she sings, mm-hmm. but he, she asked him if he killed Bob Paris. Right. He admits that he did, and he admits, basically, that he did it for her, and what that means to her. It was one of those, like, grand gestures that I think think it brought their relationship to a new level. And then it's the next day that they have the, it's like a movie. Right, right. I think... That's a great scene, I forgot about that scene. I just like what it meant for their relationship and what it meant for him. Because when he killed Bob Paris for her, I remember thinking that's, that's going to be the thing that gets them together. But no, it was insurance. (laughs) 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 So I liked, since I thought that was the thing that was going to get them together, I liked that later on in the season, it comes up again. It came up after they were together and it like enriched Right. It was just like, oh my gosh, you did that for me. You did that for me. And they just kind of nuzzle. It's just the best. You murdered for me. I know. Isn't this <laughs> the most romantic thing ever? <laughs> it is. <laughs> we should all be so lucky. I know it. <laughs> Um, that was your number one, right? Yeah. My number one is the just pack your bag scene. Just, I loved it. Yep, that had to be my number one just general scene. <laughs> yep. I loved it. Loved it, loved it. Loved it. I just loved her cry when she, he says, where are we going? She just cries like a little girl, you know. Oh my gosh. It's it's so sweet. <laughs> it's so cute and sad. Oh man, I love it so much. Yeah. I can't even I can't even with that scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the greatest thing ever. So, what about favorite episode. So, Kat, I assume your favorite episode was Norman, right? Hello? Kat? Are you there, Kat? Sorry, 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 sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know when it muted. Oh. Uh, But yeah, for sure, Norman. Just too good. Too scary, too crazy. Just, I loved, I loved that episode so much. That's a great one. It's a good one. It's so good. It 
changed everything. Yeah. It literally just changed everything. (laughs) Yep. Ugh. I just love it. What was your favorite, Sue? (sighs) My favorite is the vault. Mine, too. That's a good Uh, one. Yeah, that was almost a perfect episode to me. Honestly, yeah. I mean, the vault has... It starts out with the It's Funny You and I quote. It's the Uh, diner scene. The diner scene's in it. The bridge scene's in it. That's the one that has the flashback of Norma being raped. Yep. With little Norman under the bed and they hold hands. Yep. It's the one that has Dr. Edwards explaining the dissociative disorder. Mm-hmm. And it has mother, like, that's this is the one where she threatens him, right? Like, yep. don't you let him remember these things, you know? Or I will or have to do something about or it. I'll, yeah. <laughs> it has the window delivery and the pack your bags. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff. Yep. That was an amazing episode. They're also, it was hard to pick a, be, a favorite it was. Refraction was a contender. That, that was a contender for me, too. So was Forever and Norman, but... Mm-hmm. The Vault. The Vault was crazy good. Yeah, I, I couldn't... For sure. I couldn't really pick a least favorite. I could. I could. There was not a bad episode, but... Definitely, least favorite was No Place Like Home. Oh, really? Yeah, I was so frustrated. It broke my bubble. It broke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was so mad at Dr. Edwards and Norma. Yeah. It just, it's its a good episode, don't get me wrong, but. Right. Yeah. It's the one that just <laughs> makes me want to scream. Uh, that that was another one that was hard to watch, knowing... All the bad things happened. All the bad decisions. She's yep. going to die in a couple days or the next day. You know, just her being so happy, making the curtains and all the canning and, mm-hmm. you know. Everyone got together and just made horrible decisions. Even Romero, that's the one where he gets the TV and it's so weird and out of character, that yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. What's your least favorite cat? The Lights of Winter. That's the one I was kind of thinking was my least favorite too. Was Lights it's of Winter? It's kind of blah. I don't know. It's the one we watched together. Em, remember? And when it was over, I was just like, "Meh." I like it. It happened again when I saw it again, and then just when I look back on them all, this is just my least favorite. I mean, I have the least amount of notes. But yep. as a Normero shipper, it could not be my least favorite. Well, There's too yeah. much good I know. Normero-ness. Good. <laughs> I don't know what it is about that one. It just, I don't know. Kind of blah for me. Well, there's a lot of... There's Julian. all the Julian and... The strip club. I don't True. Know. Yeah. 
But that's interesting stuff, I think. It is. It's yeah, and Norman stuff. has that kind of breakthrough at the very end. You know, good stuff happens in all of them. There has to be a least favorite, and that just yeah. There's no it's... bad episode, like we've said. Sure. They're all good. Right. It's just yeah. When when I think of Lights of Winter, I think of a lot of Julian, and I think of a lot of Rebecca. Yeah. You it's know, and so it's just like. Eh. Was that your least favorite too? I if I had to pick one, I that's the one I was kind of thinking. But then I'm like, but it's got such great stuff too. It's they're so cute at the festival. Yes. I love it. Well, yeah. mine has great stuff too. I mean, I love yeah. the canning and downstairs. Mm-hmm. With him, him giving her that money and being like, I can't. Th- you deserve good things. Yeah. And so soon before it all goes to shit. Yep. Right. He no, just it, wants hard. her to have good things, and she does her best starting from that phone call to make it not so. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. It does. It's hard to pick Ali's favorite. It is. Yep. Because, you know, I, I can't imagine... You know, from here until the rest of my life, when I rewatch Bates, because I have a feeling I probably will a few times. Oh yeah. Um, I'm not going to skip any. Mm-mm. Oh no way! It's not like one of those I could skip it and still enjoy the whole season. You know. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's not that I disliked it. Just. Yeah. It's not band candy. <laughs> <laughs> What's your Sue? The life's a winner. Oh. Yeah. It was hard for me to pick, but that's that's the one that kept coming to mind as my least favorite, so I'll I'll pick it. Alright. Move on to some quotes. I really don't have any quotes written down. Oh, I totally do. I have a few. Of course, some of them have been covered already in scenes I wanted to talk about. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like my quotes we've already kind of talked about. I've got quite a few quotes that we haven't even approached. Oh, good. Okay. Go for it. My number five is, it's good to see you too. Oh, Oh, no, I was talking to my son. Well, I still mean it. (laughs) (laughs) That would totally, I just didn't watch this with quotes in mind, I guess. I totally did. I had it all in mind, so I took notes on my quotes. Do you have a number five, Kat? Yeah. Um, This is when, this is actually in the Lights of Winter. (laughs) (laughs) Norman calls Dylan from the Pine View. Mm -hmm. He's talking about this is the price we pay for keeping secrets. It's not going to be okay. It's all going to shit. (laughs) That was so funny. (laughs) Never mind. All's okay. Never mind, Dylan. Never mind, Dylan. (laughs) (laughs) Can I... Is your doctor there, Norman? Can I talk to him? (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Awesome. That's a great one. My number four is... Good night, Mrs. Romero. I'm keeping my name. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So cute. (laughs) <laughs> mine is 
<laughs> Classic Norma. Well, this is Alex. He had an axe in his hand and he wanted to kill me, Norma. Yeah, well, are you dead? <laughs> are you dead? The point is, he didn't. <laughs> it's like, no, the point is, he, he tried. <laughs> oh, the Norma shush. <laughs> what are we going to do with you, Norma? <laughs> oh, man. Well, he didn't. <laughs> are you dead? Well, are you dead? <laughs> I'm alive. You're alive. Whoopee. Oh, whoopee. <laughs> My number three is, what are you going to do? Kill me in the hallway? No, I'm going to prove you did it, you piece of shit. Oh, that's a great one. <laughs> Good. Alright, mine is... <laughs> when Norma and Alex are talking in the phone, he tells her that the uh, consent forms are being faxed to the motel office. The motel office? Oh, crap. Crap. Okay, thank you, Alex. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. From the bottom of my heart. Thank you. <laughs> That's one of my honorable mentions. <laughs> The motel office? Oh, crap. Crap! <laughs> and then, thank you, Alex. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the bottom part. Thank you. Click. <laughs> oh, so good. My number two. Oh. <laughs> what the hell, Alex? I've been so good. I've totally kept myself. All I've been thinking about is Norman and getting him better. I've been busy marrying you. I haven't had time to piss anyone off. <laughs> oh, I'm going to miss this Norma. So sad. I know. I mean, oh, man. <laughs> I've been busy. I've been thinking about Norman and getting him better. Busy, busy marrying you. I'm at time to piss you one off, <laughs> like I normally would. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, a little moment of self-awareness that we didn't think she was capable of. <laughs> That is part of the funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, go ahead, tough guy. Go on. Do what you're going to do. Break the woman in half. But you know what? I'm not broken. I'm still standing. So do you do your best, you giant lame asshole. <laughs> giant. <laughs> All three of those words, just individual and together is so funny to me. <laughs> I took the occasion to use it Lame. on recently. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, my number one is it's funny you and I, isn't it? That we're here and we're happy that everything that after everything we've made it and you're going off to work and kissing me and it's like I'm watching a movie, but it's not a movie. Then he says, it's not a movie. Don't screw it up. And they laugh. I love it. Because so I feel like this is her moment. 
she loves those old movies and they seem so happy i bet when she watches them with norman and her relationships have been such crap Mm -hmm. and here she is and she's like she just can't believe it she's like it's like i'm in i'm in it's like i'm watching a movie but it's not a movie oh yeah she can just hardly believe it's happening and she's so she's so sincere and happy right there Mm-hmm. And then, just like the next day or something, she's in his office. Like we had that bubble, you know. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, it wasn't a bubble. It was real. <laughs> you, know? you and Norman are the bubble. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> why don't you That's see it. that? <laughs> why? Oh, so wrong. All right, my last one is from the last episode, Norman says he's kind of apostrophizing or doing apostrophe on Norma. How can you just leave me here in this abyss where I can't find you? Uh, So sad. It is so sad. Abyss, that's so sad. I know. know. The world is horrible without her. And it's like all his anger has gone away. All his accusations about her being a murderer and stuff, and he just can't find her. And he's, she's promised him he'll, she'll never leave him alone. And here he is alone. And it doesn't matter that he killed her. It's just that's where his mind is focused. Yeah. So sad. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed on this rewatch when he is in the ambulance and having that memory of them playing hide and seek. Mm-hmm. That's that's a pretty heavy, effective scene. Yeah. On oh, yeah. how his brain, you know, is wired and yeah. remember we talked about it? He was like she's like, I'll never leave you. And he was like, done. <laughs> I know, okay. He just takes it so literally. <laughs> Something clicked in his brain. <laughs> yeah. And started all of this. <laughs> I know. That's the thing. Is yes. that she doesn't do. She. That, that's any mother. That's any right. mother. Yeah. Exactly. Like that. It's him that interprets it so crazy. Yeah. 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 Any mother. I'll never leave you, honey. I'll, you know. Exactly. That's what you say to three-year-olds. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Especially when you're... She's talking about hide-and-seek. A little, yeah. probably other stuff, but mostly she's talking about hide-and-seek. Exactly. And he's talking about... If he kills her, she's... Or, like, creates <laughs> her in his own body. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. Um... Honorable mention, are you a Christian scientist? (laughs) (laughs) And Dylan, come in. I'm making curtains. Someone downstairs is making jam. I'm making that too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's me too. (laughs) And I'm going to go clean the basement when I'm done. (laughs) Wow. Oh, I love it. Like, 
meth or something. <laughs> yeah. like, I drink five Red Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that. Oh, just her having that wonderful day just makes me so oh, sad. So sad. Because mm-hmm. um. she just, oh. Doing things that she's always wanted to do. Now she's got the money to do it too, and just it's all coming together, you know. Yeah, I know. And well, she's, you know, she's already gotten the call from Norman, but she is not letting him go home. Yeah. She's gonna go talk to Doctor Edwards, and it'll all be good. Yeah. Um. Also from that scene, another honorable mention. I need to tell you something. Oh my God! Did Emma die? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Jesus, no! I just said we do. Oh yeah. Hi, honorable mention Norman's eulogy. Nice. Um, and then my last. Oh, I also give Norman's pointy finger an honorable mention. I love it when he like wags his finger. <laughs> 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 he does it. At least once a season. That's great. Yeah. And then, um, I'm afraid of you and I love you, and that's a bad combination. Nice. Because they could both say that. That could come out of either of their mouths. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a bad combination. Yes. I just want to go watch them all again. I know. I know. I kind of do too. Such a good season. Yep, I'm excited for five. I was thinking, you know how before season four started, we did the Norm Arrow special? Mm-hmm. I think this year we should do like a Norma tribute episode. Aw. Where we just go through yes every season because she's dead. And we're not going to get that one back. And we do things like this. Yes, I. that's a great idea. Because I think the thing that's saddest to me is that we're not going to see her really interact with anyone but Norman from now on. Yeah. We're not going to see yeah. her in Dylan scenes. We're not going to see her in Romero scenes. Well, we kind of will, but it'll be Norman's filter. Right. Yeah, it, it won't just be, won't be the same. You know? Like, she'll probably confront Normero. She'll probably confront Romero, but right. it'll, it won't be Norma. No, it'll be Head Norma, and Head Norma's different. Yep. She's murdery. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. But I think we should do just a Norma's greatest hits. That's a great excuse to rewatch. It is the whole. I want to watch the whole Everything. show. I think. I think it would be really fun to just do a pure a rewatch from episode one before yeah. this last last season. I know. Crazy. I don't want to think about it. Can you watch episode or seasons one through three on Netflix or anything? Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah the first three are on Netflix. Season and four. I have them on DVD too. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'll buy four on DVD also because I like to see what happens on DVD. Yeah, I need to get the DVDs. 
I'll keep them on my DVR so I can rewatch this season again. But well, you can always use my Amazon Prime. Oh yeah, you've got them on Amazon. I bought the season on Amazon. Yeah. So. I just I want to I just want to own the DVDs. We'll see what they have special wise and whatever. I no, like I, the deleted scenes too. Yeah. No, I think that's a great idea. I think. Uh, I think that's a fitting thing to do. Kind of uh, in memoriam. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's very appropriate. So. I'm just looking at like the things I wrote down. Like questions about season five and we kind of talked about all of them yeah i really don't have anything else we've got feedback and then i have my fan fiction oh that's right <laughs> okay because yeah we really talked about everything i was like is there gonna be a time jump or we're gonna see dr edwards What's i think we can do that also when we're closer okay if we want okay we did some of it but yeah. it might be fun to talk about it right before. Yeah. And we got four feedbacks. Yep. Which I think we can get through these pretty quickly because we've already discussed everything. So. Right. Normally we discuss a lot in feedback. Yeah. We shouldn't have a ton. Okay. Do you want me to start with Daniel's? Sure. Okay. So, Daniel says, Hey, Em and Sue. I didn't finish my rewatch of season four quite yet. But here's a few quick thoughts I can share about the season overall. In most ways, and except for for most of Dylan and Emma this season, it was the best season yet. You know, we I know we didn't talk a lot about Dylan and Emma, and I kind of am sad about that because I really liked it. Same. Mm -hmm. And I love what they did. I love that they opened it up, that honestly they could survive this. Right. I really think they're going to come in the aftermath and just be devastated by what happened, but survive mm -hmm. it. I really, really think they could. And I, I loved it. I thought they were adorable. They had some great moments. Oh, oh yeah. They, they, they had lots of cute little moments, but... I just wanted to focus on Norma, yeah. Romero... Norman. But I didn't begrudge, especially in the rewatch, re I did not begrudge any time it was those two on screen. Oh, not Never. at all. Mm -mm. They're great. Yeah. Anyway. Um, he says it was the best season yet. We agree. Yeah. Uh, they finally dropped the sideshow regarding the drug trade, which never felt like it fit the tone of the Bates family drama. And the show runners seem to have finally thrown up their hands and admitted that White Pine Bay was never going to be their Twin Peaks. <laughs> like they clearly hoped it would be in the beginning when they tried to get people to care about local town mysteries, such as the Fords and Morgan's family feud, the summer, summer's age and sex slave thing, run out of the old motel, the sinister sounding but ultimately harmless Arcanum Club, etc. For the most part, they focused on the heart of the show, Norman and Norma, and solve their biggest story challenge, how to move forward to Psycho. And basically the best way possible for me to have my cake and eat it too, by which I mean Norma and Norman do not part as enemies. They get to reconcile 
before the end, and it's so sweet. Yeah, like we said earlier, I'm really glad yeah, that's there great. wasn't another drama plot. <laughs> subplot, yeah. Um, Always our least favorite parts of the season. Yep. And they get less and less every season, and I think that's why they get better and better. True. Right, right. Because the Arcanum Club stuff, the Bob stuff was good. I liked the Bob. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Arcanum Club, out of all the little subplots about the town, was definitely, mm-hmm. like, head and shoulders above the rest. Right. I loved Bob's character. I thought that was so interesting. Yeah. There even could have been more to make it a little more understandable, but it's okay, because the rest was so good. Yeah. What would they have cut out? I can't say. Yeah. Um, he says, my pick for the season's what the bit? Moment goes hands down to Norman's sudden sudden hallucination of Sam, which comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. is hella uncomfortable, and only more so after seeing the vault later, and never gets brought up or explored again. Should have just been left on the cutting room floor, unlike some apparently racy, embarrassed mm-hmm. word, Norman and Norman <laughs> scenes they filmed last season <laughs> that didn't make the final cut. <laughs> I can only hope those scenes make it onto the Blu-ray. <laughs> uh-huh. So were those third season, does he mean? There were some racy... I guess so, yeah. Huh. Have they uh, not come out with a Blu-ray? Well, actually, he might be talking about season might four. might be talking about season four, because it was a recent interview with Vera. Hmm, I'd have missed it. That's interesting. I wonder where it fit in. I can't think of any time where they'd have a really racy moment. I mean, in past seasons, yes, but not this one. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I think there was a pretty racy Normero scene cut out. I've seen pictures. Oh, yeah? The first, their first time. Oh. When all you see is him sweeping her up the stairs. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the, there's some scenes I've seen in the bedroom where he's like, un, un, buttoning her dress and like kissing her back and I think they're wearing the clothes of like their first time so I think they cut out like their love scene maybe that'll be part of the deleted there's many people that hope that (laughs) (laughs) Um, he says best episode forever despite that tragically beautiful or beautifully tragic ending the episode gave me everything I could have wanted out of the plot threads involving Norma, Romero, and Norman, and put all the characters exactly where they needed to be in order to move things forward. Even though we'll still continue to see Norman's version of Norma next season, I found it a fitting end to what Freddie Heimar calls the love story between mother and son. He, well, For someone like Daniel, forever, you know, would be. It's frustrating for people like us. <laughs> All the fighting between her and Romero and stuff is right. Would be right. fine for Daniel. Yeah. Not as frustrating. In fact, he's cheering it on. For sure. So that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says, "Worst episode: Lights of Winter." It was slow and indulgent, and felt like nothing of real consequence happened with the main storyline. 
All the fan service regarding Norman Romero especially graded on me. Though I know many Bates fans, both of the show and the Twitter sphere, loved it. No complaints. <laughs> <laughs> About the fan service. <laughs> okay, we did not get a long time with Norman Romero, so we deserved. We deserved what we got we for did. sure, because they just did not have enough time. No. Nope. Nope. It's way too short. Cut way too short. Yeah. <sighs> so sad. Um, he says, biggest question, with how much he knows, what the hell is Dr. Edwards thinking and doing after the mother of the patient he diagnosed with disassociative, disassociative identity disorder dies right after he goes home in a freaking gas leak? <laughs> Thank that's, you. Yes. yes <laughs> that's what we are hoping <laughs> we get some of in season five for sure. Yes. They can't ignore the doctor. Mm -mm. There's no way they're going to ignore the doctor. We're getting it. We have to. Um, He says, something that I was surprised never ended up amounting to anything or getting used. I was predicting that Vicky, the suck-up ginger at Pineview, would be significant in some way. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that she wears a pearl necklace around her throat, Norma Blair Watson, and then she was an attractive lady who seemed like something was a little off about her. Staying at the same facility as Norman Bates did not bode well. My money would have been on her being a victim of Norman's mother persona while stuck at Pineview and it being ruled an unsolved crime, preferably a stabbing. Oh, well. <laughs> preferably a stabbing. <laughs> that sounds like. Was it me and was it Julia that didn't like Vicky either? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Down with Vicky. <laughs> yeah, I uh she did look a little like Blair Watson. Kinda. And Norman never really gave her the time of day, but honestly I think he's moved past her a little bit at this point. Yeah. I agree. That's how I see it. Um, he says, Did Norman just get get over being mad about the deaths of Miss Watson and Bradley? Also, while we're on the subject, who actually killed Miss Watson in the end? Was it Norman or his mother persona? Was he blacked out when having sex with her, indicating he did so as mother? Or did he just not want to admit that he had done that to his jealous mother in Romero? If I'm remembering correctly, we don't get to see the actual sex scene until his memories are triggered while trapped in the box. Yeah, um... I remember that. And no, we didn't see the actual sex scene for sure till the box. Right. Right. And he, I think you see him get fugy and turn into mother during sex. Mm. Don't you? And um, head norm is not opposed to getting a little sexy with women to. To put him in a dangerous place. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I she think she would have yeah, she would have done that in the strip club. She was on her way, but she got interrupted by Julian. Right. So yeah, she's not above that. So she mother persona might have been the one that had sex the whole time, or it just happened in the middle. It was definitely mother that killed, for sure, no question in my mind. I oh, agree. Yeah. yeah, it was mother that killed both of them and probably had sex the whole time i'm guessing he turned to mother while watching her in the mirror yeah because he doesn't remember any of it 
Yeah. Yeah. That that makes the most sense right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um He says, You know what I w- would love to see? At least one episode of the series directed by David Lynch. He could have <laughs> done some incredible things with the premise of this show. That'd be fun. He's <laughs> probably gonna be busy with Twin Peaks. Yep. <clears throat> He says, all right, that's enough for now. Thanks again for hosting the best Bates Motel podcast out there and putting up with me, Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And uh, right back at you. Thanks for putting up with us and our Normaro leanings. (laughs) Yes, it's a two-way. It's a two-way street. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Harold is next. He says, it's been quiet here in room one. Since they built the bypass, there hasn't been too many guests, which gives me peace and quiet to reflect on season four. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) I still consider this to be the best season of eights. There weren't any weak episodes or weak subplots. The focus was all on Norman, Norman Romero, with significantly less screen time this season for Dylan and Emma. I don't think this was a problem because they are mostly passive characters. Their stories will be more interesting in season five once they realize that both of their mothers are deceased. I was surprised by how much they advanced Norman Bates' story this season. I had expected that we wouldn't get to this point until at least midway through the final season. I give the writers credit for pushing their story along. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's very surprising and awesome. I liked how everyone had a chance to do something to avert a tragedy, but they didn't. Dylan suspected Norman and Audrey's disappearance. Dr. Edwards had seen Mother. Norma was chased around the house by Norman wielding a gun. The only one who wanted to do something was Romero, but he didn't get—he didn't go about it the right way. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Here are my top ten season four Bates Motel moments from ten to one. Mother coming out during a session with Dr. Edwards. The Lights Festival. Romero pulling out the wedding ring at the marriage ceremony. <laughs> Punching him in the face. (laughs) Um, The wedding ring argument at Norma's funeral. That's the punch in the face. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. So Romero pulling out the wedding ring at the marriage ceremony. Yes, that was awesome. Yep. I love Norma's face there so much. And then the wedding ring argument at Norma's funeral. The punch in the face. Uh, I loved the wedding ring argument. In Norman. It was so great. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said in the podcast, it's the two fandoms fighting over yes. <laughs> their <laughs> ship. <laughs> it's a total metaphor. It's amazing. <laughs> so good. Um, Norma in her raincoat and boots searching the pit. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Something we haven't mentioned tonight. Uh, the bridge scene where Norma pulls a gun on Chick. The flashback with Norman under the bed while Norma was raped. Mother killing Emma Dakota. Wow, that's his number. Mama Dakota. Yeah. Mama Dakota. Mr. Sandman playing as the vent's clothes. Romero's response to Norma, where are we going at the end of the vault? Yeah, good ones. Yeah. He says, just from looking at my list, I guess the vault had to be my top episode. Mine and Sue's too. Yeah. I'm curious whether there were will be a big time jump for next season. Maybe a couple of years to get Romero out of jail and for Dylan and Emma to want to try to reconnect with their mothers, possibly because of their wedding or upcoming childbirth. Ooh. 
Oh, wow. That's a good idea. I don't... That's cool. Um, good idea. Yeah. Maybe. We know that Marion Crane, Crane will be in this next season. I wonder if that will be a long story arc or just one episode. Um, if you want to know, Carlton Cuse has said it'll be a few episodes. He was a little cagey, but it's not oh. going to just be one. Oh, interesting. He says, after all, in the movie, she didn't spend much time at the base motel. True. I kind of have a vision, since he said that, that their version of the story of Psycho is going to be much of the season. Like, the last half or something, in my eyes. Interesting, really. Yeah, like Marion Crane. And this will be after Romero's been taken care of and stuff. It'll be Marion Crane and then the detective coming and trying to figure this out. And then him getting caught and ending up back in Pineview. Permanently mother. Maybe we'll see Dickie again. Hey, maybe we will. I just, I guess, I think it'd be cool if they ended it the same way the movie ends. The same totally space. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Um, He says, will Dr. Edwards be in the show next year? Will Norman be arrested? Will he kill Emma Dillon or Romero? Will the bodies of Bradley or Audrey get discovered before a search warrant is issued? What do you think? I know. Oh, what? You think I know? <laughs> you think we know? <laughs> Are you in the writer's room, Harold? We... <laughs> you think we know? <laughs> We've already asked some of those questions. I say Dr. Edwards will definitely be in the show next year. Will Norman be arrested? At the end, I hope. <clears throat> will he kill Emma, Dylan, or Romero? I think he'll kill Romero. I still guess that Emma and Dylan are getting out. Um, I think he'll kill Romero for sure. I think he could kill Emma. I don't know. It could go either way. I'd like to see him get out. But you're not willing to bet on it. Not willing to bet on it. And then the bodies of Audrey and Bradley, I just don't know. I don't know if it's ever really going to amount to anything. I think Audrey has a better chance of being a plot getting discovered as a plot next season, I think Bradley will be discovered after. I think Mother will confess. Maybe it'll be for both. I think... Yeah. I think Mother, once she's in there and knows, kind of like the... I mean, the Mother in the movie just talks at the end, right? Right. She right. just spills it all. And so I think the same thing will kind of happen and that might be when Bradley and Audrey get discovered. I would like them to be discovered. It... Would one or both would definitely be an interesting plot. Point. Yeah, yeah. So I hope so, and I think they will. I think it would just be weird if they just never, never address it. Addressed <laughs> it, you know. Well, thanks, Harold. Yeah, thanks, Harold. Time jump wise, we've already discussed it. I don't think a whole two years would go by because there's still there's got to be Doctor Edward stuff, and that's got to be quickly after. Norma dies. Yeah, I don't see a time jump. I My don't version of the story, and I'm never right, but mm-hmm. <laughs> well, sometimes that, I'm a little right. Yeah, that detective lady is going to investigate. And right. That will include Dr. Edwards. Yeah. So, 
Unless they do like a weird storytelling device, like flashbacky stuff or something. Maybe. But I just don't see them doing that. I have high hopes since they did what they did in Norman that we're going to get the stuffing and, you know, we're going to, mm-hmm. we're going to oh, get I the steps. I think we so. are. <sighs> there might be a jump later, but I think, I think episode one is not going to be far off from where episode 10 ended. I, yeah, I agree. Maybe they, a few days later, but not much. Yeah, or it could be a jump, and you're right. They could do, like, some flashbacky, montage stuff. Don't know. It's not really their style, so I don't, no, I don't see him right. doing that, you know. We also have Chick saying that he's coming in a couple of days, right. and I, I think they're going to do that. Yeah, you know? agreed. So... And Romero will just find his way out of jail, so... <laughs> Um, yeah, thanks. Harold. Um, our next one is from Kim. She says, Hi, Sue and M, and yes, Mother Friends. I just rewatched episodes seven, eight, and nine. I have to say that the scene where Norman lights the furnace is the most powerful and well filmed scene of the season. Of course, I didn't like the outcome. If only Norma had listened to Romero and Dylan. Yeah. Me. Amen. I wish there had been more episodes where Norma and Romero were happy. (laughs) (laughs) So say we all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think both Dylan and Chick will be back next season. Dylan will have to find out about Norma somehow. Maybe he will continue to look for Emma's mother and something will lead him back to the hotel to look for her. She is probably buried in the pit or on the property. Can't wait for next season and thanks for the wrap up, Kim. I think she's on the property... I just, I've given up on the pit because it's been filled in. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think she's buried somewhere on the property. I don't think she's in the pit. Yeah. Okay, next is Iggy. She says, hello, Sue and M. I've been lying down in my hammock inside the cedar room. <laughs> <Cider>. <laughs> We're going to hang up there. Oh, she did say cedar. <laughs> I thought I read it wrong. Um, Relaxing and sipping my glass of Moscato. Thinking about the past season of Bates, and I have come to the conclusion that this may have been the best season of the series. (laughs) Why, you ask? Well, Bates Motel is about the young life of Norman Bates, but to me, it's about Mother, the woman who raised this famous serial killer. Well, I ask you, how did he get his charm, his cooking abilities, his style of dress and management experience, and smarts to be a serial killer? It was all from his mother. I believe Norma was the star of the season, and she was amazing. Every season, the character was was the surviving, fighting, and doing her best. This season, she really shined, and the love triangle with her, Norman, and Romero was fun to watch. Overall, best season, number one in my book. All of our books. Yeah, yep. we all agree. And... Yeah. Whoa. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Catherine's multitasking. Getting a snack. Favorite scene. Romero holding Norma as she lay lifeless. Heartbreaking, I cried tears. Oh. Oh. So hard to watch. Oh, man, that was tough. Awful. Favorite character, Romero. 
Even though I say Norma was at her best, I just really loved watching Romero turn into the biggest puppy dog ever. (laughs) (laughs) He was so sweet and charming that he totally won Norma's heart. Yes. Predictions for next season. I just think that this is going to be the prequel to Base Motel, the movie. Psycho, she probably means. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, probably not that... um... We have oh. many months until baseball yeah. comes back. We may see more cross-dressing if the writers want to put a visual on Norman's obsession with mother. Oh, we better. Well, I think I've been so. very patient. Okay. <laughs> I think... Rope is fine, but we need more than a rope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we will see less of Vera as Norman, Norma and I think we will see less of Vera as Norma and more as head Norma. I think Romero and Uncle Daddy is are going to be killed. Dylan will be the one to turn Norman in. Interesting. Chick may be a friend of Norman. Rihanna will be in the final episode when she checks in to Bates as Marion Crane in the finale. Uh, whatever happens, I can't wait and will be sad when it's over. This has been a fun couple of seasons that I have been following your podcasts. I never imagined myself to be a podcast fan or write in emails and have crazy adventures. <laughs> Check into a and b and make online friends. You two are awesome and fun to listen to. Your resident B&B guest, Iggy. Oh, thanks, Iggy. Thanks, Iggy. It's been fun being friends with you two online. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Many adventures. Iggy so and I. many adventures with you, Legata. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the Marion Crane stuff, that's going to be interesting. I thought it was just going to be one episode. Yeah, I think that is an interesting choice to, like, I like that idea that it's just, like, it ends with her, like, walking in. And it would be pretty, like, if, I mean, they've already come out and said, but if they didn't, you wouldn't expect it to be Rihanna. And so that would have been like a mind blow to like mm-hmm. that final episode. She walks in to get a room and he asks her name and she says, Mary Crane. Right. And then done. It ends. Yeah. <laughs> that done. would have been cool. That would have been cool. But we probably wouldn't have wanted so much more after that. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, Carlton Q's out and said it was going to be more than one episode, more than one episode with Marion Crane. That's cool. And I trust these guys, you know? They're, yeah. They're going to... Yeah. going to be good. They haven't let us down yet. In fact, they up themselves every season. Yes. They do. So. They exceed our expectations every time. Yep. Well, thanks, everyone. Yeah, thanks for the feedback. All right. So now we have <laughs> Emily's fanfic corner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, before we get into my fan fiction, I have some background. So where the universe, so if you were unhappy with everything that happened at the end of the season, and if you don't want to carry on, if you're not a fan of Bates, I mean, if you're not a fan of Psycho, we're going to split where the phone call happened, and... Romero had just given her the money and they started kissing and the phone rings and he's like who's 
idiot who invented the phone or something. Right. Okay. In Emily's fan fiction world, it's actually Pineview calling. Not Norman. Mm. They've got some really bad news. Norman saw the newspaper and he got so upset mother came out. And she was murderous. She took Julian's shoe knife and held Dickie at knife point, threatening Dr. Edwards that she will kill him and everyone here unless they let her out. After a scuffle, Dr. Edwards does get stabbed, but he recovers fully. And Head Norma realizes she was screwed and had nowhere to go, so she did what she had to do. And with one last surge of adrenaline, she escaped the orderlies and jumped from the second story window and fell to her death, killing Norman in the process. Romero broke the news to Norma, and I'm not going to lie, she was sad. (laughs) (laughs) But the fact that Norman became her was out, and it was very shocking and scary to her. So she realized that it was for the best. (laughs) She got over it. (laughs) (laughs) And wasn't she happier than she had ever been in her life with Romero? (laughs) Yes. Not long after that, Rebecca had a full psychotic break. Two. (laughs) And she knew she and Romero were going to be together forever. She took the three million and she buried it somewhere in the woods. And she crept over to the Bates while they were in mourning for Norman. And tried to kill Norma. The DEA happened to show up too because they were following her. She put a gun on Norma and confessed to smuggling money for Bob and hiding it all by herself. Romero wasn't involved at all. She was protecting him, you see. (laughs) (laughs) She loved him. She loved him. (laughs) The DEA show up and go, ha, we got you. (laughs) And she realized the jig was up and put the gun to her own head and pulled the trigger. (laughs) What we didn't know (laughs) was remember the missing bag of money after he gave it to Norma? Mm -hmm. Where did it go? Well, Romero mailed it with most of the money and his passports, you know, Bob's passports. Mm -hmm. He put most of the money back in the bag, put Bob's passports in there. And he had someone make a passport with a fake identity for Rebecca in it. And he found, and he has an old Marine friend in the Bahamas. That's where he mailed it to. The friend blows up a boat offshore and makes sure that all that washes up is a few boat scraps and that bag. The DEA apologizes to Romero and understands that the only reason he lied was because he was afraid his new wife would be jealous if she knew he had had a fling with Rebecca. They all laughed about it. Oh, that's silly. <laughs> you just knew once. I like that the Marine guy was able to make sure that just certain things back. came back. <laughs> yes. 
I toyed with Romero having a bit of Bob's blood, but I think it just would have been enough. That was a little much. I didn't want to make it unbelievable. Because <laughs> this is all really believable. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Two days after Rebecca dies, a letter arrives from her with a map to where she buried the three men. <laughs> he digs it up. And he and Norma successfully launder the money in their joint checking account through the hotel for a few years. Until they take a trip to Monte Carlo. They pretend to win a major game of roulette out there. And they come back and they declare the money totally respectably with the government and they pay taxes on it, etc. They keep the motel, but only for when someone really needs a room. And often for people who just need a room now and then because they're in trouble. Except every year during the Cider Festival, that family comes to stay. (laughs) (laughs) And the word has spread to the cider hipster community. And the hotel is bustling during that time. It's a busy week. (laughs) They do get a few of those hipsters when they come out to town. (laughs) Anyway, that's the background. Three years later. This is my fan fiction proper. (laughs) Okay. Norma smiles as she wiped her flowery hands on her apron. The back door had just opened and she knew her handsome, rugged husband. (laughs) I'm trying to make it good and sexy. Okay. Sweaty and cheerless after chopping the wood. <laughs> Let me guess, she's been making a Popeye, right? Just wait. <laughs> she knew her handsome, rugged husband was about to bring her the apples she asked for. <laughs> I hope you can handle all these, he said with a grin. Those fruit trees we planted were really doing well this year. He proudly set down more than enough Arkansas blacks to make a fine pie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I wish one of you was reading this. Norma looked wistful for a second as she thought about the annual pie they made in Norman's honor. (laughs) (laughs) But all thoughts of Norman quickly went away. (laughs) (laughs) When Romero swept her up in his arms and kissed her. She laughed and broke away after how many minutes? She lost track of time. Listen, unicorn, I don't have time for this. <laughs> That's her pet name for him, you see. <laughs> if you want this pie tonight. <laughs> Plus, your hands are all dirty from the garden. <laughs> Word. Just in the oven, <laughs> Signaling 
the turkey pot pie was done. <laughs> <laughs> she gave, oh, he gave her one last kiss to let her know he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't care if either of her pies burned. <laughs> <laughs> And then stepped aside as she whisked their dinner out of the oven. (laughs) (laughs) I thought we'd invite Dylan and Emma and baby Maddie to Christmas this year. What do you think? (laughs) Sounds perfect, Romero answered. Then he added, Grandma, with a teasing twinkle in his eye. Knowing how much Norma protested this moniker. (laughs) 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 She playfully swatted him with the hot pad and told him. (laughs) (laughs) I'll show you, Grandma, tonight. In bed. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. It doesn't sound sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Now go wash up for dinner. (sighs) A few minutes later, they were sitting around the table eating their Agrasat black pie and toasting Norman's memory with, with, with hot toddies. I miss him still, she said. (laughs) 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 But I can't help but wonder what would have happened if he had lived. Yeah, Romero said with a shudder. (laughs) Who knew he was that sick? (laughs) Yeah, Norma said. (laughs) (laughs) I knew he had problems, but I never thought he was, he thought he was me. The thought still, the thought still gripped her with horror. I mean, I let him check guests in. What if he started killing them or something? I mean, we found that people in the office. What if he would watch the guests and then kill them? Like that nice man we checked into room one today from Chicago. What was his name? <laughs> that lawyer? Harold, Romero said. Yes, he was nice. I hope he enjoys his day. (laughs) Speaking of the inn. um, Oh, the inn is sure hopping right now. Rauf sure has become an amazing manager. (laughs) (laughs) The last time I was there, I told him that Matt's room smelled a little funny. (laughs) (laughs) Rauf said. Said not to worry, take care of it. (laughs) Have Cat and Iggy gotten into any more mischief, Romero asked. Oh, always, Norma said with a laugh. And shook her head at those two. (laughs) It's Daniel I'm worried about. (laughs) Let's see, Daniel in the Dream Lover room, Romero asked. I don't think he liked me very much. <laughs> I don't think he likes me very much. 
<laughs> yeah, Norma agreed. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I feel like he was friends with Norman or something. He keeps asking me about him and I and wants to hear stories about us. <laughs> <laughs> huh, said Romero. He's a nice boy. Maybe someday I'll grow on him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, agreed Norma. <laughs> Um. <laughs> Want some coffee? Sure, Romero said. Hey, so what movie are you introducing me to tonight? Norma clapped her hands excitedly. We're going to watch an old Alfred Hitchcock movie called Vertigo. <laughs> Sounds great, said Romero. <laughs> then they both did the dishes side by side and walked upstairs and snuggled on the couch to watch Vertigo. It was a great idea to make Dylan's room into a TV room, Norma said. <laughs> While it is so fun to watch old movies on, just never went with the downstairs Queen Anne. <laughs> no, it didn't, Romero said. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> he flushed a little. <laughs> that memory still embarrassed him. <laughs> he put his finger up to his lips. <laughs> <laughs> Norma noticed Norma noticed and gave him a kiss you're so cute when you blush Sheriff <laughs> oh speaking of the TV room I finally bought myself a modern sewing machine since my sewing room is all put together now <laughs> good said Romero you deserve all the nice things the sewing room is Norma's room. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I gathered. <laughs> After the movie was over, Romero got up and switched off the TV and held out his hand. Come on, Mrs. Romero, he said. I believe you were going to show me something. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had sex. The end. <laughs> <laughs> that Bravo. <laughs> that was fantastic. You. <laughs> I love that you did that. <laughs> and I love that there's like little Easter eggs from the podcast in there. <laughs> yeah. I know I didn't include everybody. Oh. I did what I could. And I thought maybe this fan fiction could continue. And so people would have a reason to listen to our podcast and aren't watching the show anymore. <laughs> they could get some more fan fiction <laughs> from the alternate world. There you go. I can include more, more guests. <laughs> funny. Oh, that was hilarious, Em. That was great. Thank you. I wrote that. Like an hour before we recorded, it was good that you had needed a little more time. <laughs> I was able to write more. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I hope that gave the Romero shippers a little something. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> a little it did. Something, something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could write a love scene. I'd giggle too much. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, that's sexy. And 
right. Well, all right. We should wrap this up. Yep. I got to get kids off to school on their first day tomorrow. <laughs> first day tomorrow. Yay! Oh, well, I bet you're happy. So excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll do another what we've been watching in a few weeks, huh? Yeah. Maybe try and do one of the one of those like once a month or something. Yeah, we really should. Yeah, you can always join us, Cat. Hmm. If you want, it's just an open invitation. Yeah. So, well. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Yeah. Possibly a two-parter. <laughs> Probably. All right. Oh uh, well. Hey, well, thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks yep. for coming, Cat. Thanks Kat. for joining us, Cat. You bet. And yeah, watch for some more stuff on this feed. We'll yep. put out a little more. Yep. So till next time, chill your own ass. <laughs> Bye, Condios. It's not weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See ya. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Hey, bye. Leave the bright blue door on the whitewashed wall Leave the death ledger under city hall Leave the joyful air in that rubber ball today Just leave the lilac print on the linen sheet Leave the birds you killed at your father's feet let the sideways rain in the crooked street remain Leave the whimpering dog in his cold kennel Leave the dead star lit on her pedestal Leave the axe-sick kids in their green fish bowls today Leave the side Guitar in its hard shell case Leave the worried look on your lover's face Let the orange embers in the fireplace remain Cause everything it must belong somewhere A train off in the distance Bicycle chain to the stairs Everything it must belong somewhere now that's why we're staying here Leave the oceans roar in that turquoise shell Leave the widower in his private hell Leave the liberty in that broken bell today Leave the epic poem on its yellow page Leave the grey macaw in his covered cage Let the travelling band on the interstate remain Cause everything it must belong somewhere Soundstage in California
California Televisions in Times Square, yeah Everything must belong somewhere I know that now, that's why I'm staying here I know that now, that's why I'm staying here Leave the secret talks on the trundle bed Leave the garden tools in the rusted shed Leave those bad ideas in your troubled head today Just leave the restless ghost in his old hotel Leave the homeless man out in that cardboard cell Let the painted horse on the carousel remain Everything it must belong somewhere Just like the gold around your finger Or the silver in his hair Yeah, everything it must belong somewhere I know that now, that's why I'm staying here Oh, I know that now, that's why I'm staying here child in his crumbling school today Leave the novelist in his daydream tomb Leave the scientist in her Rubik's Cube Let the true genius in the padded room remain Leave the horse's hair on the Slanted bow, leave the slot machines on the river boat, leave the cauliflower in the casserole today. Just leave the hot bread trash in the shopping malls, leave the hawks of war in their capitals, let the organs moan in the cathedral remain. Must belong somewhere They lock the devil in the basement Threw God up into the air Yeah, everything must belong somewhere You know it's true, I wish you'd leave me here Now you know it's true, why don't you leave me here 